by no means a black belt to fingerboarding. So for me to make somebody pro. Welcome to the Finger Space Podcast, a weekly show where we will dive deep into the history, stories, and controversies surrounding the fingerboarding community. Welcome to the Finger Space Podcast. I'm your host, Nostalgia FB, and we're excited to be chatting with Josh of Gibby Dex. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on your streaming platform of choice. This show is sponsored by Finger Space Co., which provides fingerboarding gear for riders of all skill levels and budgets. Josh, thank you very much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Good to get together. Of course, of course. We've been having a little bit of a conversation before we started the show, and let's just keep going with it. You know, first thing we like to ask any of our guests that come on is, how did you hear about and get into fingerboarding um yeah so like we were talking about i'm a little bit older i actually got into tech decks like 98 99 i graduated in 2000 so yeah i was got super into it during that whole point you know kind of put it down or whatever and then this whole recent year and a half thing that we've had in the world kind of came up and we were sitting at home my son who's nine was watching a davy jones video okay yeah and i peek my head over his shoulder and i'm like i can do that and he gives me this look like yeah right I work across the street from Walmart, Walmart number one, actually. And the next day I went, uh, went over and bought a couple tech decks. The person I am now, I used to build houses. I've done all sorts of different things before I knew it. I had a mold. I was making some boards and trying to, you know, within a couple of weeks, trying to figure out what was going on. I had no clue that things had evolved to what they had. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I got into it and then got back into it. One of my good friends from another kind of space is abstract fingerboarding, abstract object, Josh. He is also an avid runner like me, almost as into it as fingerboarding. He has another account, Strider Streak, and he runs like every day, a mile a day for the last like, I don't know, up teen years. He's crazy. But um, I saw his account. And then I saw that there was wooden fingerboards and I saw that there was different trucks and wheels. And, you know, it was so 2D back then, you know, like Fingers of Fury days. And uh, yeah, my mind was blown. That was it. I was hooked again. So you fell down the rabbit hole and you got hooked. And being, you said, the individual that you are, builder, having done a bunch of things. I'm assuming getting a tech deck and, you know, seeing these products just wasn't enough. When you saw it, you were like, it's simple enough to do theoretically on paper. And you were like, I need to give it a shot. Well, yeah, like I've, I've built houses, like big old, like three-story houses or two-story houses, whatever. So then like the idea of just pressing a board to me seemed real easy. Like, oh, I can do that for sure. But I think it kind of scratched an itch. I didn't really realize I had. I mean, I still work on golf clubs and do all that sort of stuff all the time. So I do stuff with my hands. But the woodworking aspect, something about, you know, working with wood and building in your hands and sanding and all that sort of stuff that it was therapeutic. I mean, it's honestly, this stuff is really cool and everything, but I promise it's more for me than y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything else is just a byproduct. Did it come naturally? Was it easy? I mean, how long was it? I mean, it's, it's only when you started up in, uh, you know, the COVID season and now it's evolved into what it has. Yeah. I guess I made my first board in June of 20. I got a 3D printed mold from DIY, the guy who did stuff with fingerboard connoisseur. I got one of those and I pressed it in a vice in my backyard. Honestly, like, no, I don't know. Like anything else, you get better. I still feel like I'm getting better. You know what I mean? With every board, I hope. Definitely a learned thing. I didn't mean, I just shit. I was thinking about tech deck, so I didn't know about like countersinks and things like that, you know? So I went out and I bought some boards. I bought a Famous. I bought Beast Pants. I bought a bunch of different things and I never used them. I don't know. It kind of feels weird at this point using anything else, but I definitely checked my quality against everybody else. And yeah, it was a progression, but definitely not easy. I don't, I think that's probably the misconception most kids have is start a business and be a CEO of a company or something. But um, yeah, like honestly, it was about, like I said, I was showing my son 
but I could fingerboard and whatnot. And then um, I was just trying to, but even still, just trying to make myself the best deck. You know, it's fun for me. I have a real job, so this is. You know what I mean? If this is my hobby, you know what I mean. If that's the, I'm trying to make myself the best deck I can. Yeah, it's crazy how awesome this is, man. Like I just, we just went down to Dallas, so we just went to Good Vibes the four year. We hit the four year on Friday. Benny and the crew are amazing, and just to think that there's a place like that and that that stuff's going on and seeing some of the tricks that went down and everything. It's just. I think it's safe to say it was never your intention going in to start the company or make it a brand. <laughs> in the year and a half, I probably made. I mean, just being upset. I got three molds that I'm cranking all the time. Some. I had four, but I had three that I'm cranking all the time. You know, I probably made a thousand decks, right? Giving away way more than I've sold. But to think that, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy, man. It's mind blowing. What's your perspective on this? I mean, I've been following you since the beginning because my uh, sponsor, Bert, aka Mescal BS. Oh yeah, Bert. He's the man. One of my best friends. He put me on to you very early on. And you know, I don't know if it's a product or just your marketing and the brand awareness that you have that has blown you up to where you've gotten because your boards are everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Well, I haven't said no to anybody <laughs> as far as who's asked me for anything. So like I said, I worked in golf. So I've been sponsored by Wilson Sporting Goods and golf for like the last eight years. I used to chase it on the mini tours and, and try to make it. I realized I wasn't as good at golf as I thought, you know what I mean? But I'm a teacher and stuff. So it's really cool. I did that. And then I run ultras and stuff and I've been sponsored by some running companies. So, you know, I've done some hundred milers and whatnot. And so like the social media thing and the ambassadors is what they call it in other scenes is the new advertising. So I basically took all of the best of all of those things and all of the things that the reps could do that the golf store work at and just tried to do that. You know, I get people all the time ask me, how oh, how'd you get so big or I've got a debt company. I just tell them, give your stuff away. Like I found like 10, 15 people that I thought were cool. Dope decks, 808, all these guys that I'm still really tight with and some that I'm not, you know, Hawaii was on the team the original team back in the day. And I just slid in their DM and I said, hey, can I send you a board? This is who I am. This is what I'm about. I'm making these boards. I want to make the best boards. Going back to the last question, I want to make the best boards I can for myself, you know what I mean? On top of everything else. So could I send you some boards and you could maybe give me some feedback and if you post some clips, cool, but no pressure, you know, and just see where it goes from there. Because honestly, I had to make the decks anyways. You know what I mean? I'm like, what am I going to do with 50 decks? What am I going to do with 100 decks? You know what I mean? Like, and it takes that many, like more I still don't use a drill press. I still don't use a router. Like I said, it's as much for me as it is y'all. Like, you know, I mean, I'm a hand drill. Like, it takes time and therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? It's I can tell, you know, as a deck maker myself, I am the one person that I know that doesn't own a Gibby. Let's just put it that way. Everybody, all of my friends, I mean, Bert has like 20 of them, I swear, just laying around. Do I trade golf lessons for the graphic? One of my students' dad owns a corrugated displays company, makes cardboard displays for Walmart, and they print them out for me. The amazing graphics. He's amazing, Chef. Elijah, he just dropped a graphic with Famous. So like, it's been really cool. He did that and we, I send him boards. He's on the team, like the bird gang. There's 15 of us. Like, and then we have a chat and we talk every day. It's like all day long. My phone never stops dinging. We, everybody wakes up, says good morning to each other, uh, sends clips they're stoked on. It's, it's the whole thing has been a, a super huge blessing. But yeah, sending the stuff out to everybody and getting their feedback because I wanted to make the best decks for myself. You know what I mean? Uh, regardless of what they cost as far as like, you know, professional decks, there is a quality and that's really all that I cared about. The way you've done it and the way it's been so organic. I mean, even when it, when it boils down to your brand with Gibby, it's so organic. 
Hopefully you guys heard that in the background. She was just like literally right underneath this table. So Gibby, yeah, I guess we'll put that out there. Gibby's my turkey, our turkey. I get called Gibby a lot. I got called Gibby all weekend, the good vibes all day on Friday. That was super cool. But yeah, it's really all it's about is the fingerboarding. It's the love of it. It's cool as hell to be this age and be messing around with fingerboards again. I don't know. And I think it's paid for itself. Like I have a bunch of cool ramps and stuff. Like I haven't, what's making money, right? In fingerboarding, but I bought a bunch of cool shit. <laughs> Excuse the language. I have a ton of like uh, a ton of cool setups and a, a ton of cool stuff like that. And I haven't exactly like, you know, not paid bills to get it. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like I've literally just rolled it back in. I mean, you know, um, NFB, I have a couple NFBs. I have two NFBs and a, a couple other molds, but those aren't cheap and a hydraulic press and all the sort of stuff. So even though I do hand, you know, I still have the tools and still do it legitimate. So yeah, I mean, it's been really cool to roll it back into it. And then just the people I've met. When you make your boards, are you working on a belt sander? Yeah, I use a coping saw and I cut off the excess and I use a belt sander. I use it a lot. That's another thing. So working golf and work on golf clubs, I, I've been using a belt sander for the last decade. You know what I mean? So the, the idea of it is, is super easy. I have a drill press at work. I have all of the tools. I have everything that I could possibly want. Table routers, you name it. It's just, I don't know. It's like I said, it's, it is therapeutic. I do feel like, I mean, I try to make them all exactly the same. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to make creative type decks. I'm trying, it's a template. I have like the molds and stuff like that, but I'm definitely a lot more hand sanding and stuff like that. And like, you know, maybe like, you know, I'm trying my damnedest to try to get them perfect, but they're not. So here's what I got to say about that as a deck maker. And I've made probably two to 300 decks at this point. I slowed down towards the end of last year and I was doing everything with a belt sander and my Dremel. And I have a little cool drill press for my Dremel. So it, it works as multiple things in one. It doesn't matter how good or who you are working a belt tender each deck is going to be slightly different but i think that works in your favor and with your brand and everything being organic and you can tell it's handmade right and i'm not charging 40 bucks for it either yeah exactly and at the end of the day it's a 15 dollar board right and it's a hell of a board for 15 dollars in real wear like get out of here with that like so i, I always tell you i'm going for nowhere so i won't drop like what our clear code is but it's obviously different than everything else that anybody's using on the market it was my wife's idea She's the one who actually puts every clear coat on. I do everything except for the clear coat. She used to hand paint the labels and stuff, but we print them out now. That was just a little too consuming. But we got the ideas that way and stuff, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's super organic. It's all right there. It's been hard to keep up with at some point, you know, especially since we've been putting in some stores and whatnot. Yeah, I, I love that idea that it's organic, that it's that they're all handmade, that they're 15 bucks, that, that I have the $10 ones. I'll always have a $10 board. I don't care how much, if I ever get real wear or whatever the case may be, but I'm always going to have a $10 board. And hopefully these boards don't wear, you know what I mean? The clear coat that we that we've got going is it's not a poly. I mean it's almost like an epoxy, but it's not. I mean, I love it. Hopefully people like it and it makes stuff last. I mean, it's the choice that I had with the graphics that I had. I wasn't about to go um, spending a bunch of money on it. You know, exactly. And it's yours and it's different. And at the end of the day, if that's what you like, who cares? It's a really, really thin, what people would call paper graph. You should see the machine it comes out on. It's on like this crazy industrial roll. You know what I mean? Like it's a crazy machine that the dude's got. It's worked out really well. I like them. No, definitely. I mean, your graphics are definitely. Oh, the graphics have been great. I mean, the people I've worked with have been amazing and they just. They're high quality. They're clear. You can actually see them. He's got a really cool machine. Like I said, he does the cardboard displays for like Walmarts and Home Depots, all that sort of stuff. And they like mass produce. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then I guess one thing, the local, so we did one collab with local crew. Some people probably don't even really know what that is. It's a, a guy, Jose and his family. 
Um, he's a firefighter in Bentonville and they start local crew outreach. It's a, he says skating saved his life. And so he wants to give back to do events once a month out here. And we bring the parks out and stuff like that. So the connections I've made with Jose and stuff allowed the death row skeleton board to be done. Jeremy's done the art for a couple of different things too. So it really has been all organic and all this stuff has been a lot of trade stuff like the graphics. I'm literally traded him a bunch of stuff that Jeremy from death row, I traded him a bunch of decks and then he made some shirts. Go check out Death Row's Instagram and check out the Gibby shirts. You can go on his site and order them. And he makes his and I made mine and it was just all organic. We see each other every month at the local crew events and stuff. It's really just good people yeah. looking out for each other. So it's been really cool, like locally and like, I guess, bigger than that. I don't know. I still hesitate with that stuff, like the company, the brand, the Gibby, you know. Because, you know, even if you don't want to call it a company or, you know, be a quote unquote evil corporation, but you are a brand. It's a brand. Yeah, no, for sure. Gibby's the brand for sure. Tell her all the time she's the most famous turkey in the world and she doesn't even know i'd be curious though she's up there <laughs> at any point along the way did you ever sit down and have the realization like okay should i make a one-year two-year five-year plan for this and plan certain things out or do you just all let it roll so far i've just let it roll and that's it's been cool and stressful at the same time. I mean, I'm not making decks to order. I try to get stocks up and stuff like that. But there's definitely been times where it's just like, I feel like, it, you know, I'm just moving them out. But no, it's all been for the fun of it so far. I'd love for it to get to the point where I can stay at home with the animals and things like that. Maybe take on more animals or do the, you know what I mean? And have a shop like that. I saw Nate from Famous had a shop, you know, like six months ago or something like that, eight months ago or whatever. And he was, I saw pictures on his site like that would be super cool. But I don't know. Yeah, just having fun, fingerboarding, meeting people. That good vibes thing at Dallas this weekend was, yeah, like I said, it's still going on. Three days of it. We literally left on Friday, drove straight there, and drove straight back in the morning just because I had family stuff going on and things like that and work and whatnot. So there's some cool-ass people there. I didn't even know where. How, how long is that drive from where you're at to Dallas? About five and a half hours. Okay, that's not bad. I've been down to Good Vibes before. Okay. I've been down for some golf stuff and met Benny and the crew. Uh, one of my riders, Ralph, AK, God, I can't remember what it is. AK is who he is. He does, he's the impossible king. He's down there. He's a the local. So I went down and got to see him, hug it out. It was really good. Some cool tricks going down, some cool plazas. They have a, God, I don't even know what it is, G13 or G something, uh, Black River Plaza. I've never been to an event. We put on an event here, which is kind of funny because I've never been to one. So it was kind of cool to see one normal person versus the person putting it on or having a booth no absolutely i've been doing this since 2010 legitimately and the first event i ever went to was the first event that i hosted in the first sin city sesh in 2020 so i was like i'm tired of not having anything so make it happen oh yeah i would love to make it up to vegas for one of your guys that'd be really cool it didn't feel like my first event because we had done those local crew events and i brought the plaza out you know we set up our tent out there at the outdoor skate parks we have like one of those awning type tents we put the plaza up underneath it definitely yeah to try to get a bunch of different plazas levine from the usa he was up in branson which is about an hour and a half north of me and he was going to come down for the event and bring his uh, trailer we were going to have like a legit event, but then everything went down. He messaged me and was like, Hey, we're going to be moving to Indy. He had let me know up front, anyways. He's such a cool guy and sent a package and all that. I'm sure you know all about it. But yeah, it's all just been so cool. But honestly, no plans, no, no anything like that, other than just making the best boards. They're getting better. I really like my recent mold. Jim is the man. I'm in golf, so like he's like the Scotty Cameron of mold. So shout out to Jim and NFB. <laughs> I know he ain't listening to this. I've never, you know, sure he's not listening, but. That dude's where it's at. I mean, he's the best machinist our niche hobby has. Yeah. You go to any other machine shop and try and get a mold like that made and try and get them to design it and everything else, it'll be very expensive. 
my dude finger bob i think you got something else too i was meant to ask about it the things that's it when you're starting at the ground level and just like the, the ideas of the wheelbase and your depth of concave mixed with your wheelbase mixed with your your kicks and then you know what the length of your kicks and everything like that are going to be to put out something that people are actually going to want to pay you for a ride you know what i mean with their spare time like you only get to ride one fingerboard at a time like i don't care how big your collection is you only get to like, you get to put that one you know what i mean like and i'm trying to make that one that people want to grab the one i want to grab if i want to use it everyone's going to want to use it and that's kind of what i've been going for the whole time do you think realistically you'll ever reach that one goal and have the one perfect board and the one perfect shape from my experience i'm like i have right now i have like 12 setups because they're different and i it depends on what mood you're in and what you want to do right for sure and there was like at that at event there was like a concrete bowl there was the Black River, the Big Mama, the half pipe. There was all the different stuff. Shit, I wish I would have had. I kind of purposely only grabbed the one board because I didn't want to have that issue. But when I was in there, I was wishing I had like three of them, you know, a bunch of different setups. Carmel Wheels, uh, Willie is amazing. He's actually on our team as a rider. Uh, he has his skate for fun. You know, I was like, man, we never get to actually ride for anybody. You want to ride, <laughs> you know, because we're always doing for everybody else, you know. So like, and that guy's just so awesome. But yeah, so I've been making some wider boards because uh, he's been doing the 35 and 36 millimeter hangers. I wish I had like a 36 for that, for some of those bowls and stuff. How are those boards coming out? Because, you know, all the boards I've tried from you, I think have been 34s and some 33s. They're coming out okay. So it's the same mold, which is a 34 mold. So, I mean, you know what's up. The mold, like the concave would kind of continue. So if you went too much, it'd be kind of, if you went too skinny or too wide from what it's intended to be, it's a little bit jacked, right? It's either flat or the concave kind of just wusses out there at the outside. You know what I mean? Stops having that sort of aggressiveness. So yeah, I try not to get too crazy with, but I mean, I'm always experimenting. That is the cool part of, you know, getting better with the belt sander and not relying on a router and a template and things like that. I mean, I still use like the shaper, but I'm using like a mail files. I don't know what you use. I use like Embry boards, like crate. You know what I mean? Just like, and I'll just have put it in. We're talking on video. So I'm sitting here showing you, but I'll put it in there or on there and, and get around it and get that nice shape going and stuff like that. So like, yeah, you can do whatever. I don't know. That's what I love about it too. Like it comes out as a template. When I was building houses, I had this guy, this old dude, Dave, who told me it's a piece of wood. You know, you make it do what you want. Like I was like, it doesn't fit. And he's like, make it fit, dude, jam it in there or whatever. You know, it's a piece of wood. So I always think about that when I'm looking at that blank template, like this could be whatever I want it to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Especially for myself, I do that sort of stuff. I'm going to leave a little on the tail, take a little off. You know what I mean? I mess around with all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Keep saying for y'all, I'm not from Arkansas, but from y'all, for y'all, I'm trying to make like everything the same you know what i mean or at least what you know uniform both definitely not so much shaping i think hand sanding to me it's different you know what i mean i'm a huge baseball fan if you guys follow the account i'm always posting dodger stuff so um out here in arkansas i've got the uh I got the package and I was watching, ba you know, most of half the year I'm watching baseball games and just hand sanding, just sitting there, you know, um, West Coast games started like nine o'clock out here. So I'm up till one thirty at night, you know, every night just sanding away watching. So that that is more of the monotonous thing to me. I almost look forward to the shaping and things like that, the drilling, and the shaping, and all that sort of stuff. To me, that's more of the um, I don't know, because of the way I do it, it's the less monotonous. It's the more of the handcrafted, you know, what I mean, like you were saying with the belt sander, everyone can be a little bit different or whatever. So and I tend to stack those up. I'll stack up a bunch of molds and I'll just do like 15 of them or 20 of them at one time, drill them, shape them, do all that. And then every evening they're sitting there waiting for me to hand sand. That's kind of like my nightly ritual. I want to ask, uh, what's your number of boards that you can crank out at the quality and the level you want to before you start falling off or you start like, oh, you know what? quality is starting to 
you know, not be as where it should be because I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess during baseball season when I'm up late, I don't know. I try to hand sand five to six a night while I'm sitting there, you know, it's probably taking 15, 20 minutes to hand sand one all the way down. Like without just like getting crazy on it. I'm watching the game. I'm eating dinner. You know, it's my time at home. My yeah, you know, my kids are running around and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'd say like 20, 25 a week. Actually, that's probably the coolest thing about our processes as far as like the clear coat is the cure time i mean there's no letting it sit out i'm not worried about it being warm outside or anything like that i've got a 90 second cure like it depends on how much i can crank out like the quality of that stuff's all going to be the same and the you know as far as like slapping the vinyl on and, and cutting around it and stuff like that that's you know a learned thing so you can kind of make your way through that but yeah i'd say 20 25 a week if I was really cranking on it, I'm probably making 15 to 20. You know what I mean? Like cranking on it a little less than I could be, but yeah, for sure. I need to run more. It's difficult when you're a one man individual, like doing all of it. I mean, you say you do everything except for the clear coat on them. So it's a process and it's a grind. I want to ask you, how come you decided to go with vinyl? And you said you were hand painting them or, or hand doing them first and you went with vinyls. Why didn't you go with a stamp instead? I actually, I do. So the G is a stamp. $10 G is a stamp and the feather on top is just a, it's just a rubber ink stamp. I had uh, my golf shop is in the mall with the Hobby Lobby. And when I first went down, I was like, what the heck am I going to put on these boards, you know? Um, and I actually put some Dodger stickers on there and some vinyls that I did have from a guy named Anthony Graphics on Instagram. So that was the first ones I did. The first one I did was a Justin Turner board and then I, for my son. And then I made myself a Max Muncie board. And then after that, I did some stamps and some other different things. But the vinyls was because I knew that guy. I traded the golf lessons for his son. His son, actually, I taught him all through high school and stuff like that. He's actually at Fresh University of Arkansas this year. <laughs> Uh, his dad just dropped off, Drew just dropped off some graphics the other day. We have finger breaks. I hesitate to call them pro models either. So like a signature series, you know? Yeah, I used to do some jujitsu and stuff like that back in the day. And like you got promoted by a black belt, right? I'm by no means a black belt to fingerboarding. So for me to make somebody pro, I don't know. <laughs> Having a pro model because, you know, that's, that's something that Levine's trying to do. Right? I'd have to be pro before I could make you pro. You know, that's what I like about what Levine's doing because he's trying to legitimize fingerboarding and, you know, put brackets out there and, you know, put an actual grading system. Yes how good you actually are and everything else because as of right now everything's been subjective just because it's been for fun right and on edits and a lot of it can be on how well you edit something i mean you can't fake a trick obviously but you can shine the turd for sure <laughs> so, some good music some dope deck skills i mean it's seeing the edits that well the stuff that you do is cool but that your bird gang puts out i mean some of the people you have in the team or in the crew is ridiculous yeah, they're crazy. And that's part of it too, right? So like I was putting all that stuff to use as far as things I learned. Well, you know, those guys tag it. So it's like the page is cool. I can actually contribute a little bit, but it's really just like a collection page. It's like a team page. I mean, so that part of it's really cool too. Getting the diversity of all those guys. You know, some of those guys like Dope Dex, he posts multiple times a day. So I can't post them all. I'm sharing them all to my story and everything like that. I try to mix it up and just keep it, you know, usually there's some stoke on it. Like I said, we have that group chat. So there's some stoke on like people will post, hey, I put this out, guys, run to those up or whatever so we know what's coming out and everybody's usually amped on it or somebody gets a trick they're sharing it and like hey check this out or backing each other up we have backup within the chat so that's always fun too everybody just kind of trying to push each other that's good stuff you know it's interesting because a lot of companies in the beginning which you coined that all of your success was on was reaching out to people in the very beginning to give them your product to just get it out there yeah for a while before i sold my first hundred boards i definitely probably gave out 250 like no shit are you sponsoring or are you this or are you that how, how often are you getting that three four times a day every day probably <laughs> 
constant. And I just tell them, and I, and I always tried to respond. That's one thing I always try to respond. I'm just a dude. Like I'm not, you know, whatever, better or whatever. I just always try to respond that it doesn't work like that. The team, there is no tryout. I've never put out a tryout. I've never, whatever, all my friends that I've gotten to know and I've asked them if they represent the company or the brand or <laughs> again, whatever you want to call that. If you, you know, represent the boards, the product, I guess I'm more comfortable with that. I stand by, yeah. Cause I'll totally, stand, I mean, say whatever you want about the business or whatever. I'm really happy with the way the boards have been, especially like you were talking about it being easier or whatever. Looking back at some of the boards, I see stuff. I saw people's boards at the event and that's super cool people coming up to you having one of your boards but then i see him i'm like i another one you know what i mean there was an easter board that we did it's yellow and it has like the hatchling of gibby coming out i sold out i just sold them they just went gone right and i just didn't even think about it but then i didn't make myself one right so like you know here we are like four or five months later i saw one on the fb sale hashtag and so i totally slid in the guy's dm i was like can i trade you something for that and so i made him another board and sent it to him and he (laughs) sent me the easter back because i didn't yeah i didn't have one i gotta at least put it on the wall it's set up right now it's a little thicker than like i was totally critiquing it and tearing it apart (laughs) that's awesome so there is no plan at the moment you say but besides making the best board that you can is there an angle like where do you see this going because it's growing you know, whether you like it or not, it's growing. I guess I'm just trying to take care of my own little circle here, right? Thinking like locally versus globally kind of thing. We did the event here and we did all the stuff with local outreach and just Northwest Arkansas being a the place that it is. I would love to just really see a scene grow here. Was really inspired by Benny and what he's doing in Dallas. And this was his four year, you know what I mean? It took him four years to get to this point and, you know, whatever it took for him to even get into the shop, you know, before that. Benny's an OG that did so can knows people everywhere and like i'm seeing it all over the place like people up here and stuff that he knows and yeah just something like that would be really great and to see that i think that that you know it doesn't matter what somebody what aspect of life you're talking about you can only take care of like things that you can reach and touch so if i do that then those things will take everything else will take care of itself you know very very wise words being around common like individuals that share the same hobby there's nothing like it yeah, and, this, and just being in with the skate community, I like I said, I golf and I played baseball and all that sort of stuff. I just tried to skate. I was terrible at it. I've got more bumps and bruises and scars than I ever landed tricks. But it's really cool to feel like part of that community here to bring something to it versus just like taking away from it. So that's been really awesome. Man, I know you got a big bird gang and a lot of people and everything else. But uh, is there anybody that you want to shout out or give thanks to before we bring this episode to a close? everybody man like my friends back home in Oregon and stuff you know my buddy Casey and Kyle I grew up fingerboarding with <laughs> the real OGs you know and then just yeah my wife my kids she helped my wife helps out a ton like I said she touches every board that's out there they get put in a stack on her desk before they go back out so she's quality control and all that for sure <laughs> Yeah, and just, I feel blessed and highly favored, man. I'm just trying to live each day to its fullest. And uh, this has been a great addition to my life for sure. No, absolutely. You know, the last question I like to ask everybody that comes on, if you had to give any piece of advice to anybody listening that wants to be like your brand or like you, I tell them to do it for the right reasons and that the money and stuff would take care of itself. If you're looking for a quick, uh, I mean, I guess it's anything in life, but if you're looking for a quick fix or a quick buck, if you would do it for the passion, do it for the love of it. I mean, sure, kids are cool to make some money off of some, you know, bracelet wishings or whatever, but yeah, do it for the product. If the product's good enough, it'll take care of itself. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely agree. Now, the last question for you, you've amassed a little collection, I'm sure, of just different fingerboarding related items. Is there one in particular that's your favorite that sticks out to you that's like, oh, this is my holy grail piece 
And, you know, it could be something you've made as well. It's actually not even that old, but I got some concrete from my buddy Joy in Arizona. Joy FB, he's a crazy, he's a crazy MF, your man. He's making some concrete in his Crocs out in Arizona. I mean, he's just getting started. His stoke and his hype is, it's infectious. It really is. Joy is the perfect name for him. The dude is always smiling. He's always sending me messages and stuff. And he made me this little concrete trash can. And I've been putting in, I've been putting in front of everything. Put stickers on it and I've been putting in front of everything. And I think he said he broke the mold when he made it for me. So it's a one-off and um, it's, yeah, my lucky little piece. <laughs> That's good stuff. Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on the show and, you know, having the awesome conversation. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'll, we'll get together one of these sessions, man. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to have to make it up that way again. I'm a West Coast kid. I'll be out there. Absolutely. It would be awesome to get everybody on this side, you know, the West side. That's awesome. Alrighty, man. Until the next one. Thank you. Stay safe. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finger Space Podcast. Thanks for skating by, and don't forget to nosebonk that subscribe button and dark slide on over to our Discord server. This episode was produced by Fingerspace Co. and hosted by Nostalgia FB. Big thanks to all guests and listeners.